Good morning and happy Easter to you all. Um, you know, I have always loved Easter. Um, I have loved every celebration, Christmas, Easter, all of it. Um, and as a little girl, uh, I particularly loved Easter. And, uh, and around the time of Easter in my family home, uh, we would uh, play this song really loud in our home. And it was all about the resurrection. And, uh, and I, um, I have been known to get lyrics slightly wrong, as Johnny will testify, and I certainly did as a little girl. And, uh, and I would sing at full, you know, blaring out, top of my lungs, I would sing, there's too much fundenti, the stones rolled away. And I would just sing it and sing it and sing it, blissfully unaware that what I was singing made absolutely no sense. You're probably thinking, what is fundenti? But realizing that I was making absolutely no sense. And I would do this for years, years and years. <laughs> and, uh, and then my brother, my big brother, uh, sort of stopped me in my tracks. And I would say kindly or not so kindly. He shouted at me and he said, Amy, it's not too much fundenti. It's the tomb was found empty. <laughs> And this, honestly, has been a running joke in my house ever since. I completely and utterly missed the point of the whole song, completely missed that it was all about the tomb being found empty. And I, uh, I sometimes think, you know, that we can, uh, we can get to Easter Day excited for um, all the chocolate, like we heard in the family service earlier, and time together as family and with friends, and all of that is brilliant, and all of that is good. However, we can miss what Easter is actually all about, and miss the importance and the impact of Jesus' death on the cross that Johnny spoke to, about, spoke to us about on Friday, and the resurrection that we celebrate today, and we miss the effect it has on our lives. Wow. Woo. I'm going to crack on. It's trembling. <laughs> Um, so then I'm going to talk about this. So what is the importance? What is this impact? What difference does this have on our lives? And we're going to look, as Johnny read, we're going to look through um, 1 Peter uh, 1.3. And you know, Peter was a disciple of Jesus. Uh, he was an eyewitness to the empty tomb. How cool is that? He was an eyewitness. And now he's writing this letter years later. He's become a missionary. He's a church leader, started many, many churches. And now he's writing to a group of churches to encourage them and to um, sustain them in their faith. And we know by reading this letter um, that this church is struggling. It's um, struggling in some sort of persecution that we don't fully know about. Um, and there is a lot of suffering and there is a lot of grief going on in this church. This church was in need of hope. This church was in need of hope. And you know, it might be that some of you sat here right now or some of you who are watching back at home, you're feeling utterly hopeless today. You know, we're singing, but you're inside, you're feeling hopeless. And this is, I want to say, a story, a truth about hope. We're going to read uh, from verse 3. It says, if you have your Bible, you can find it. I'm just going to read it again. I know Johnny read it beautifully, but it says, praise be 
to the, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. What we see here is Peter instilling hope by reminding them of the resurrection of Jesus. He is reminding them of the empty tomb. True hope, true hope is found in the resurrection of Jesus that we are celebrating today. This is real hope. This is real hope. And so I want to proclaim a message of hope today, that through Jesus' death and resurrection, hope is available to us. And I'm going to bring three things out of the passage that we have just read. So because of the resurrection, he has given us new birth. We are born again. This is an opportunity for new life. If we let it, it gives us a new way to be human. It gives us the possibility for life transformation, for liberation, for freedom. A life not defined by our past, but by our future with God. When we allow Jesus into our lives, we enter into a new humanity. We die with Christ to the power of sin and death in our lives, and we raise and we rise to new life with Him. It is possible, it is possible to live without fear. It is possible to live without addiction and shame and guilt. And this isn't just a theory to me. This isn't just something I, just good theology. You know, this is true to who I am. As I have given more of my life over to Jesus, as I, have, I, as I have allowed more of his resurrection life in my being, he is bringing me into a new way to live, a new hope, a hope for a better future. So also, because of this resurrection, he has given us a living hope. So new birth and a living hope. A hope right now, a hope for now. That as we enter into this new way to live as we are reborn into the family of Christ through his spirit, we then live with Jesus. We live with Jesus. We don't have to live this life alone anymore. We don't have to strive to be better people in our own strength, but we are filled with Christ by his spirit. I don't know about you, but so often, you know, I make these sort of fresh packs with myself every day, you know, oh, tomorrow will be different, tomorrow I'm going to do this, or tomorrow I'm not going to do this, and, you know, maybe, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be a better person, you know, and it's absolutely exhausting, isn't it? It's exhausting, and the offer of the resurrection is that it is now his power. It is his power that is made available to us by his spirit that lives within us, which enables us to live well. It enables us to live well. It speaks in Galatians 5 of the fruit of the spirit, 
You know, when we submit and give our lives over to Jesus, he cultivates this fruit. He cultivates this fruit in our lives. The fruit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and (laughs) self-control. You know, this is what is on offer through the resurrection of Jesus. And you know, this doesn't mean that life is easy. This isn't a denial of what the chaos that we see all around us. It's not a life without pain. It's not a life without suffering. But his presence transforms our suffering. There is a bigger story going on and there's an invitation to join it through the resurrection of Jesus. And thirdly, because of the resurrection, he has given us an inheritance. Peter says it's an inheritance to come, a hope for the future. Death is not the end. This isn't all there is. Jesus will come back and he will judge the living and the dead and bring about a new creation in all its fullness. We are only just tasting it right now. Peter writes that it's an inheritance that cannot perish and it cannot spoil. It's a hope that transcends our circumstances. It's a hope that transcends our circumstances. And so often, you know, I certainly do. I place my hope in earthly things, things that will perish things that will spoil, things that will not last. And perhaps for some of us, this pandemic has highlighted some of our misplaced hopes. And perhaps today is time as we celebrate the resurrection to place our hope into something greater, a hope that cannot be taken away from us. And you know the why? Why? You know, why would God do all of this? Why would he do this? Pure love. Pure love. You know, he became who we are so we can become who he is. The future of humanity walked out of the tomb. Will we follow him? Will we follow him out of the tomb? And you know, all we have to do is receive it. All we have to do is say yes to Jesus. And we're going to actually spend some time now, and we're going to look, as we sort of baptize these guys up here, we're going to see this. And this is um, a sign and a symbol of exactly what I've just been speaking about, that these guys have made a choice, that as they, um, as they have given themselves to Jesus, to live in this resurrection life that is available to all of us, as they go down into the water, it is a symbol that they are dying to themselves. They are, they are dying with Christ. And as they come out of the water, it, they are entering as a sign of entering into this new humanity that is on offer to us. 